Welcome back, buzzards. This is Macy. And this is Nicole. And you're listening to Buzz Killers. <laughs> I just held my hands up in the air. I got really excited. The <laughs> <laughs> cheerleader, like, woo! <laughs> oh, we are back. This is the second episode of November, November. time with our cool new topic. Familicide. I figured out how to say it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole kept saying, Maisie, you have to say it. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> the longest time I was like, family. Fam, family. Fam, you have to, the family murder side family. thing. Over there. <laughs> it was close. You got it. It's fine. Um, <laughs> so this is like, well, technically we're recording this the day after Halloween. Yes, we are. Guys. It's November. It's weird. But, you know, the thing is, for us, Halloween is not over yet. It's not. We have a week left. Because, I know, you've heard us talk about it 18,000 times, but our Halloween party is coming up this weekend. And we are (laughs) pumped. You will see so much on Instagram, and by the time you hear this, the party will have already happened. Exactly. (laughs) So be on the lookout. Yeah, guys. But, you know. I hope you enjoyed our highlights that we didn't post too many things that were embarrassing. Oh, I probably will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I apologize for what we subjected your eyeballs to. <laughs> <laughs> but, we, but we look pretty cool, so oh, yeah, that's our, fine. Our costumes are great. We're great. Yeah. It's weird. I'm like recording in the future talking about the past. And I don't know how to do that. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> talk like I'm in the moment. <laughs> It'll happen at some point. Um, what, so what wine are we drinking, Nicole? Oh my god, Macy, let me grab the bottle. <laughs> she just smacked her mic, I, if you didn't hear. I waxed the microphone with my shoulder and then proceeded to spill a little bit of wine on myself. No! Only a little few drops. <laughs> I, I always do that, too. I always forget to grab the bottle before we start recording. Yeah, but it's we, always far away. We are drinking, it is from Chronic Cellars, and it's called Spritz and Giggles. And, guys, this bottle is awesome. It's dope. It has this creepy skulltopus. Skulltopus! (laughs) It's like an octopus with this creepy skull for a face, and it's so cool. It's pretty fucking awesome. It is like a bubbly wine. It is bubbly. I love it. The back literally says, get your bubble on. Really? Yes, it does. I didn't see that. <laughs> it's so Get your bubble on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, guys, this is, it says it's a California sparkling wine, Grand Cuvée. Cuvée? How do you spell My it? sister's cringing somewhere. How do you spell it? C-U-V-E-E, except the, the first E C-U-V-E-E. has the little thingy over it. The accent? Yes. Cuvée? 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 sounds french well, yeah <laughs> i have no idea um i mean who knows <laughs> if you know what that means let us know <laughs> say there's weird. there's a bunch of people listening right now going oh dear oh, god she's dear. so stupid i don't care what you think of me my english teachers are groaning somewhere that's French, though. They don't expect you to know French. Oh, that's true. My French teacher's groaning somewhere. <laughs> my I took, teacher thinks nothing. I took two years of French, and my teacher looked like Miss Frizzle. <gasps> that's so cool. She I had wanted my mom, because my mom's a teacher, to be Miss Frizzle for Halloween. Oh, my God. She's that would be amazing. It. I know. She'd, do, she'd be so cute. 
But she will. She hasn't done it. I don't know if she will. But she loves Harry Potter, so she's been doing that. Yes. <laughs> she's a big. Harry Your Potter. mom is a huge Harry Potter fan, and I think it's fantastic. Loves it. <laughs> your mom, mom has your mom has a Harry Potter room. We went to her house and she has a whole room for Harry Potter. And I was like, "This she is has amazing." Like a, a cauldron that goes underneath your Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is honestly, it's beautiful. She's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> She's probably gonna guess because she wants to. I told her I was like, maybe think of a case or something that you yes to cover. Yes, you can, you can come and talk about it with us. We can. Uh, she had so many thoughts on your cropsy episode did she really I have to fill you in later oh my god I don't yes take up time doing it now but she was like telling me her theories and i was like oh you my god. are now a true crime person we got her into it i know that is beautiful <laughs> she's like well don't you think that this could have happened and then he could have been like doing this and, da, 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 da. and i was like i don't know mom maybe. <laughs> we just report the facts i just, I just <laughs> share my opinion that's all but anyway, guys. So, Macy, you're coming to us today with a freaking episode. I know. <laughs> and y'all, this we just realized today that this is not going to, this part, this part of it, is not going to actually air on my birthday because we're smart people. We looked at a calendar when we paid attention to all these things. No, yeah. we didn't. I was saying, we, think, we talked about it last week and we're like, we're, we're rearranging things so that Macy's episode's on her birthday. It's and not. Here's the thing. Our dumbasses did not look at a calendar. Nope. We like assumed that we were right for some reason. And this morning, Macy was like, we are not right. <laughs> <laughs> we very much screwed this up. No, but I think, I think y'all, th- this is going to be a two-parter. Guys. I'm, I'm, this is our first two-parter. I'm and, so um, excited. So, so excited. I'm, I think we're going to, you know, obviously we're going to air the normal episode mm-hmm. on Sunday. And so you're hearing this and you're going to get the normal episode. But then you're going to get a second part yes. later this week. and um, That will actually be released on her birthday. That will be actually released on my so birthday. So that'll come. As a present from me to you. So your birthday is your birthday's a Friday this it year again. Friday. And guys, her birthday's on the 13th. Friday the 13th. It's Friday the 13th. Oh, and it's going to be a little bit spooky. It is going to be a little spooky. Hey. Once we tell you what the case is, I think you'll kind of know. Yeah. Um, obviously. And But I'm... So pumped. I cannot wait. I know. Okay. I've never seen the movies. I've, I don't know anything about this. And I am so really? oh. freaking excited. I have driven past where it, where it is. Oh, yeah. You see it on the highway. Yeah. Yeah. But I've never delved into the story of it. I used it. to have a friend in college that, lis- um, that lived on a Long Island. And... We, I drove past it once. I was like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> the, oh first, the first time I ever... Ryan has lots of family that lives on Long Island, so we go there a lot, and every time we're driving down the highway, I'm like, there it is. <laughs> so I've literally never actually been in it, but I've driven past it. We'll have to stop sometime. We'll have to do a oh yeah a coffee run. Oh, oh yeah. So well, fun. especially because we could coffee run and then visit Ryan's family. Exactly. Yes. It worked perfect. So without <laughs> further ado, guys... We are talking about the Amityville horror. The <laughs> real Amityville horror for the beginning because there actually was a case that kind of sparked all of this in the house where the haunting went down. And then mm-hmm. on uh, my birthday, we're going to release the Spook Spook episode. Yep. And we're going to talk all about the spooky people that so, uh, investigated the house. So, exactly. so if you were a little sad that Spook Spook ended after October, we're giving you a little we're extra. We're giving you a little treat. <laughs> um, because I'm so pumped. I 
I'm kind of glad that we didn't follow the normal schedule because I needed more time. <laughs> you you did. You were so you were working on notes until like the other day, ago. right? <laughs> I, mean, I like just finished editing on Saturday. So um, yeah. So this is going to be an interesting episode um, and I'm pumped because um, I've been wanting to do this because I listened to that. Um, there's a par, a par, parcast. It's called parcast. That's Spotify only, right? I think so. Okay. Um, I had been listening to Morbid and I had run out of stuff. <laughs> and so I looked up like popular true crime podcasts and um, Parcast pulled up and they have one called Serial Killers, which is really interesting. So check them out. It's cool. really cool. Very informative. It's really kind of just like, a, like. They're just talking to you about this. It's not like bantery. It's yeah, really it's not like, like us. It is literally the facts. It's just yeah. facts. But they do all sorts of kind of cool serial killers, ones from different countries and stuff. It was really interesting to listen to. Um, but they also do another podcast called True Crime Daily. and um, Or Daily True Crime or something like that. And yeah. they do a little mini episode every day. Oh my God. Of like things that happened in true crime on that day. And I happened to be listening, uh, Tyler and I, last year, we were driving up for Thanksgiving, and he was, like, sleeping or something. Yeah. And I was listening to my, po- my podcast, <laughs> and uh, he probably had spooky dreams. And, <laughs> Sorry. Um, very spooky dreams. And they were like, oh, November 13th. I was like, what, what happened on my birthday? Let me see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, the Jafeo murders. <laughs> said we were gonna do this podcast i was like i'm covering this yep it I was one of the it. first things she told me she was like this is mine <laughs> i call this case we have certain cases where we've been like i call that yep and so <laughs> there there were a few that i was like oh, oh yep sure yep <laughs> and then there were ones where like she's like i want to cover this and i'm like oh i have no clue what that is sure yeah you take it. <laughs> yeah, oh guys we have so many things coming for you you have no idea. We're so pumped. And this we have is... so many things left to talk about. I know. Okay, we, so. We've only just begun. We've only just begun. Sorry. I'm going <laughs> to take a sip of my wine. Hold, please. Holding. Holding. Okay. Because this wine is delicious, guys. It really is. It's so good. It's so bubbly and fresh. Ah, that's the word. It's yeah. It's fresh. It's like fresh. Mm, I love it. Okay. Like, I would go get this Classic. again. Yeah, I would go get um, and I was hoping that it would be a little sweet, but it's, and it's not, but I, it doesn't but it's, bother me. Yeah. It's not. It feels sweet. It's like not dry and it's not yeah, uber sweet, but it's like, it's, it's, it's good. Let's go. Let's just go with, it's, it's fucking good guys. Fucking good. So check out the website to see, you know. Again, my sister's cringing because I don't know how to describe wine. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's like that fresh. That's, that's true. So, okay. Anyway. So, without further ado, we are going to talk about the murders of the DeFeo family. Um, yes. <laughs> um, and uh, the man who murdered the DeFeos, sadly, was Ronald DeFeo Jr. And from now on, I'm going to call him Butch. Oh, fine. I, I read an um, article that said he liked to be called Butch. And there were other things where they were like Ronnie and da 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 da, and I was just like, you know what, Butch is fine. <laughs> I'll call him Butch. Butch does the job. <laughs> um. So, and I'm pretty sure this is the right address. I never actually wrote it down, which was so stupid. They say it like a hundred times in every documentary. This happened at 
112 Ocean Avenue um, at the time. Wait. It's not real anymore. They changed the address. Oh, okay. But wait, is the street name the same? Because the pop punk in me is having a fucking moment. I know. Okay. I know my friend Erin listens to this and she, she too is like sitting there singing a fucking yellow card song. (laughs) There's this literally a song called Ocean Avenue. Oh yeah. It's, I think it's Ocean Avenue. I'm pretty sure. Tell me if it's not because I, (laughs) I, like I said, I didn't actually write it down. So, um, I'm going to start really, really young. Um, Ronald Butch DeFeo Jr. was born on September 26th in 1951. And he was born in Brooklyn, New York. He um, ended up being the oldest of five children. You were correct, by the way. Yay! Oh, <laughs> I Googled it. See, I, I Googled it really quick. <laughs> yes. um, he was the oldest of the five children of Ronald DeFeo Sr. Okay. And uh, Louise DeFeo. The family is described in a lot of the sources that I read as loud and combative. Apparently, like, family life was not pleasant in the DeFeo home. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> but they lived pretty comfortably and mm-hmm. had plenty of money. Okay. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, and a lot of you may know the home by its nicknamed High Hopes. And there's, like, a little sign Outside of the house, because Louise DeFeo named the home High Hopes. That's interesting. I didn't know that. That was weird. Also now. <laughs> they all died. Now I'm anyway, singing. You a, didn't know already. And now I'm singing a Panic at the Disco song. My. my I say. My, <laughs> it's been a musical that. episode so far. I didn't even think about that. Um, <laughs> so Ronald Sr. was a successful car salesman. Um, and he worked at the Buick car dealership that his in-laws owned okay so louise's family owned this car dealership okay um and i guess that the dealership was still in brooklyn wow that's is that far yeah i feel like it is i was gonna say that feels far to me (laughs) but maybe it's not in long island time i don't know because i don't know how far all those things are really from each other so it's possible that it's closer than we think tell us if you don't know. Yeah, say, I mean, I could, I could Google map it. But yeah, I mean, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Ronald Sr. was said to be domineering and hot-tempered. And people uh, said that there were lots of fights between him and his wife and him and the children. Good thing they had a big house. I know. And, and if you look at this house online, it's huge. It, it, has, I it's just, a waterfront property. I just saw pictures. Yeah, it's massive. huge. It's a waterfront property. It has like three floors. Mm-hmm. And um, it has like a garage and an, indo- and an in-ground pool. And it has like water access for a boat. That's cool. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. I yeah, said boat really weird. Boat. <laughs> it's got a boat. It's got a boat. It anyway, is huge. Um, so Ronald Sr. would frequently target Butch. As like, whatever, because Ugh. and he said to have been abusive. Oh. So he targeted Butch a lot um, because he had high expectations for his eldest son. You know, I mean. Of course, I always beat the shit out of somebody I have high yeah. expectations for. <laughs> really, yeah. Total so, sense. Um, sources have described the family as bizarre and unusual extremely religious and i'm pretty sure they were catholic oh of course um there was constant fighting bickering yelling and screaming in the house frequent beatings oh my god um and ronald senior just like took out all his rage on butch but jeez really was not sounds like a happy place to live um 
Butch's friends were afraid to come over because he would do this in front of them. Um, but apparently the relationship between the brothers and the sisters were very were decently close. Oh. And um, his mother, like, absolutely adored him. Oh. Um, just the father was an asshole. Yeah, the father was just a <laughs> Um And Butch was often bullied at school because when he was younger, he was um, pretty overweight. And um, he also they also said that he was kind of brooding. So mm-hmm. he was like just sulky and quiet yeah. to himself. And a lot of kids called him a spoiled brat because the family had money. Oh. Um, as Butch gets older, he begins lashing out physically at the family. Um, I would too. Mostly his father. And then he would also uh, frequently lash out physically against friends. Um, That's not cool. When this starts (laughs) happening, the family started taking him to um, a psychiatrist for help. Um, But Butch denied he needed anything. And um, the family ended up stopping taking him. Um, That doesn't sound good. And then instead... (laughs) And also, apparently, Ronald Sr. like didn't believe in any of that bullshit. Oh, of course. He was like, this is crap. And I do not think it's bullshit, but. This guy was a douche. This guy seems like a douche. <laughs> um, so they stopped, they stopped taking him to the psychiatrist and began giving him, began giving him, began giving him, <laughs> sorry, monetary incentives. Yeah, that fixes hoping everything. to stop him from doing this. Hey, sweetie, don't beat your friends. I'll give you some money. I'll give you some money. What? (laughs) At some point, I think I didn't find out when they did this, but at some point they even bought him a $14,000 speedboat. Yeah, that. Like rewarding bad behavior. Yeah, exactly. I was like, that is the opposite of how you how you treat that situation. Just as you thought it would. This only made the problem worse. Yeah, of course. Um, (laughs) When. Butch was 17. He had already started using LSD, heroin, and speed. Holy shit. And this caused him to dramatically lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> so I would you think see so. see pictures of him um, when, I, when I post them. He's a skinny dude. Mm-hmm. He's really skinny. So, um, and then he was eventually expelled from high school because he would have violent outbursts. Oh my God. Yeah. This poor kid, all he needed was some freaking help. And his parents continued to reward him, even though this was happening. Um, Uh. And when he was 18, Ronald Sr. gave Butch a position at the car dealership that was run at, as the fam, for the family. Um, and apparently expectations of him were very low. He oh, good. did not have to do anything. So they paid him for doing nothing. Exactly. Oh, that's even better. Like, okay, at first they were just giving him things, and now they give him a job where he doesn't have to do anything, and they pay him. Exactly. But oh there's my more. God. Oh, wait, there's more. Oh, Lord. So <laughs> he gets paid by the dealership already, but then he begins getting a um, weekly stipend from his dad, too, in addition. Oh, and he did not have to attend. <laughs> work and his and his job performance he he didn't have to do anything to make his job performance better they just like let him work there and he just came in whenever he want and he wanted and he did whatever he wanted all because he was family all because he was family oh my god yeah it was kind of fucked <sighs> um say a lot of fuck he used his salary and the stipend to pay um 
to like pay the car payments on a new car, which mm-hmm. was a present from his parents. Of course it was. Um, and he also used this money on guns, alcohol, prostitutes, and drugs. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so later on while he's working there, he ends up threatening a friend with a rifle when they were on a hunting trip together. Oh my God. And then later on, he like acted like nothing happened. This kid has mental issues that need to be addressed. Exactly. And like that's part of me is like. Mm. And all they're doing is fueling the fire. Yeah. And at one point, you know, because he's 23 when he actually commits the murder. So this is all like during this time. Christ. Um, at some point he used a 12 gauge shotgun um, to attempt to shoot his father during an altercation. Oh. Um, but when he pulled, he pulled the trigger at point blank range, but the gun malfunctioned. Holy crap. And his dad was obviously fucking shaken by this because his son literally pulled the trigger. The trigger. Like was like, oh my God. Shoot him. Yeah, exactly. I I would have been like, get out of my house. By 1974. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm reading what I wrote. Okay. And I'm going to read it word for word. Oh God. By 1974, Butch was a greedy fuck. (laughs) And he believed he deserved an increase in his salary. (laughs) (laughs) Butch was a greedy fuck. Butch was a greedy fuck. Um, so he believed that he deserved more money, even though he did nothing and was never there. <laughs> I believe I deserve more money too, but it got you know, it. I mean, I don't know. I try and earn it. So he began Fuckers. plotting <laughs> this embezzlement scheme with oh a Lord, friend. This guy, um, his <laughs> father had entrusted him with like $20,000 to put in the bank. And while he was on at the bank, um, he and his friend planned this like fake robbery or like came up with this story of a fake robbery and then they were going to split the money um and none of this was going to get deposited that ever so it seemed like the two of them had gotten away with this they told the story they said that they had been robbed or Mm -hmm. well i think butch told the story that he had been robbed yeah and it looked like this was going to be fine but then the family tried to report the robbery um and the police came to the dealership to question all the employees and to talk to them about this yeah um when they went to question him butch like flew into a a rage he was so upset and he refused to cooperate oh yeah that doesn't make you look guilty um and then he also (laughs) refused to look at mug shots of possible suspects what Okay, if you just shut your face and did what they wanted, they would have never thought you were guilty. Exactly. What is wrong with this kid? Exactly. Ugh. So, um, at this point, Ronald Sr. begins to suspect him of committing this robbery. Um, but when he asked Butch about it, Butch threatened to kill him. Oh, my God. Um, I have like a I have like a quote here. It says Ronald Senior said, "You've got the devil on your back." To which Butch answered, "You fat prick, I'll kill you." You fat prick. That is a, such a nice thing to say to your father. You know. I, okay, I guess he he did beat him, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like this kid has issues. Yes, he really does. Oh my god. He's- messed up i feel so like i almost feel bad for him because he was just never given the right care they just like fucking decides like 
oh, my kid's acting up. I'm going to give him presents. Yeah, right? Like, if I'd you're... like, you little shit. Yeah, that's... Oh Tell my your feelings. No wonder this kid's life is so ass backwards. Oh, my God. I know. It's really... Funny. I think I said, oh, my God, probably 20,000 oh times oh in this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry to everybody that has to hear me go, oh, my God, 18 more times. <laughs> She's never heard this case before. I so it's, it's interesting. Um, so... Finally, Butch has had enough of his dad and everything. And around 3 a.m. on November 13th, 1974. He bakes cookies. He bakes cookies. That's guys. how the story ends. <laughs> no, um, he takes a 35 caliber Marlin rifle, which was from his gun collection. Um, and it's a high powered hunting rifle. Oh, Lord. And. He first enters his parents' bedroom and shot them both as they slept. Oof. And they're both shot twice. Mm. Um, then he enters his brother's room. Brother is plural. There are two of them. And he shoots them mm. in the back. I don't understand this. And then he enters finally his sister's room. And they are shot at point blank range. You said that they didn't have any problems with the siblings. I like, know. He's, you wait, said they were close. Just like, wait. There are conspiracy oh. theories, man. Oh, God. We're getting, oh we're God. getting okay. the juicy things. <laughs> you need so, to uh, shut up and uh, all, buckle up. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So all of them are eventually um, dead. And it takes 15 minutes for him to do this. Um, and the victims are Ronald DeFeo Sr., who was 43 at the time, Louise DeFeo, who was 42, Dawn, who was 18, <laughs> Allison, who was 13, Mark, who was 12, and John Matthew, who was 9. Those poor kids. I know. So six in all. Um, Butch then showered and got ready for work. Casual. He collected all of his bloody clothing and um, the gun, and he put it in a pillowcase, put all his things in a pillowcase. And then he, I, I read like two kind of interesting things. Um, he dumped the clothes and stuff in the pillowcase in a storm drain on the way to work. But then he also took the gun to a, a dock and hid the gun there. Why would he hide it? Why wouldn't he throw it in the water? He didn't throw it in the water. Why? I don't... Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Let me drive all the way to the dock where I could clearly just fling this thing out into the ocean. It would probably get washed away, but I'm gonna. I'm just going to hide it here because I'm a freaking moron. Yeah, they found it at this dock. Idiot. Um, <laughs> but I had read something where he had dumped everything at the, with, in the storm drain, and then I said I read something where they, he that he dropped everything off at the dock. And so I was like, I think this is what it was. He dropped His, the clothing in the storm drain and... The gun, the gun at the dock. Gotcha. Because later things that I watched made it seem like that. Yeah, it kind of happened. Yeah, okay. Um, And so he leaves, he, he does this around 6 a.m. Mm-hmm. And he arrives at work. And when he arrives at work, he immediately calls home. And pretends he doesn't know why his father wasn't answering. Yeah. <laughs> and Devious. at this time, he also calls his girlfriend. And then somebody at, loved that psychopath. Yeah. Um, okay, maybe not love, but they dated that psychopath. Yeah, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and then at noon, when he got bored, 
he went to hang out with friends. Um, when he was with his friends, he kept telling them that he couldn't reach anyone. Obviously an attempt to like solidify some sort of an alibi. Um, he hangs out with people all day and da 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 And then eventually around 6.30 on the 13th, he runs into a local bar called Henry's, which was not far from the family home, and says, you got to help me. I think my mother and father are shot. Just I think. My mother and father. I think. Oh, I was right. And I did put it in my notes. 112 Ocean Avenue. Look at that. <laughs> so a small group uh, follows Bush to 112 Ocean Avenue where they um, find his parents dead. Um, a gentleman who, fo- who followed in the group calls the Suffolk County Police. And when the police arrive, they search the house and they find all six members of the family dead in their beds. Ugh. Um, when the detectives arrive, they question Butch. And at the time, they ask him who could be a suspect in these murders. Let me just and- raise my own hand. um he he says um that he believes a mafia hitman named louis fellini is responsible that is insanely specific yeah he said that there's an old grudge between the mafioso and the family over some work that had been happening at the dealership on cars or something that's as far as it went there um christ okay um butch said that he uh butch told police this was his alibi that he had stayed up late watching TV on the morning of um, the 13th. And he left for work early because he couldn't sleep. And then he said he believed his family was alive when he left. Um, and then told him, and then told the detective, I can't talk. <laughs> told the detectives um, where he had been all day. With friends. friends and, yeah. um, and then Butch is put into protective custody. While they search for Louis Fellini. And so while he is in police custody, not for any crimes of any kind, um, the authorities begin to search the home and Butch's story becomes less and less credible. What? <laughs> Sorry, the second you started recording, I had to burp. I had to like lean to the side. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> While they're searching the home, they find the box for the 35 caliber Marlin rifle. This guy's an idiot. Which he had recently purchased. He's such an idiot. And there are also a bunch of uns- unspent rounds. I hid the gun, but not the box. I fucking bought it in. Exactly. Um... <laughs> That when, and when they start trying to figure out when this happened, the timeline ends up suggesting that they had been killed very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. So Butch would have been home. Yeah. Um, according to his story. And they this the, fur, the further they look into this, the more it looks like they were killed like way before Butch says they were. Yeah. Or Butch tells them he thinks they were because they are all found still in their pajamas. Yeah. Um... And so all of this evidence places Butch at the scene at the time. Um, and according to certain reports, Louise and Allison DeFeo were the only victims who were awakened by the gunfire. That's impressive. Which I have to say. It's crazy because you shoot 
six victims with a high-powered hunting rifle and nobody hears shit? Yeah, right? And weren't two of them sharing a room? The two sisters were and the two brothers yeah, were. Yeah, like, how would you not hear... Yeah. That's exactly. ridiculous. Exactly. <laughs> um, the... And so the Suffolk County police says that all the victims were found laying on their stomachs in bed. There are no signs of struggle. There's no evidence of sedation of any kind. And neighbors did not report hearing gunshots. Oh. And the rifle, when they eventually find it, did not have a silencer. So it was loud. It was loud. So how did Butch (laughs) kill six people without anybody hearing a thing? Yeah. Everybody's fucking asleep. Exactly. Um, and the only sign that there was any sort of problem at the property, like the whole day and the whole evening, was that people reported that the family dog was barking all day long. Oh, poor, oh, the poor I know. puppy. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, I mean, I'm glad he didn't kill the dog, but at the same time, it's all by itself. I, I know. <laughs> so, um, oh, sorry. So when authorities questioned Butch again Mm -hmm. with all of this new evidence, he immediately changes his story. Oh, God. He said that the mobster Fellini and an accomplice arrived at the house in the very early... I cannot talk. (laughs) The very early morning hours of the 13th and forced him through the house as they murdered his family one by one. This is what he says happened. Oh, God. With a little more pressing, um, Butch finally confesses, and this is like the one quote I found everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. (laughs) He says this. Once I started, I just couldn't stop. It went so fast. (laughs) You should see Nicole's face right now. I don't have words. (laughs) I like, I like, I think I just opened my mouth like four times to say something and I just don't. Wow. Just wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. That is like a terrible thing to say. I mean, he's a terrible thing to do. But just like I he makes it sound like it was just so easy for him. I, like I'm gonna tell you my thoughts on this at the very end. Cause I think there's more to this than meets the eye. Well, it seems like it because I mean, you, you, that was like the first thing you said was he loved his brothers and sisters and you said his mom cared for him. Like the only real problem was the father. So it's like, why would he kill everyone? Mm-hmm. He had been spoiled by all, by all reports. Yeah. He got along with the other members of his family. Exactly. Just he was a spoiled brat and got everything he wanted aside from his father. Like his father was a jerk. Hell yeah. But it's like, why would that make you kill your whole family? family? Like your your baby brothers and sisters. That is so terrible. Well, there's a theory on why that might have been. So I will keep going. Okay. Um, (laughs) So obviously after Butch confesses this, he is like booked and, you know, sentenced and charged and whatever. Yeah. So his trial begins on October 14th. 1975 almost like a year later um his defense attorney was William Weber who actually ends up becoming like a pretty big character in the um haunting story so remember his name William Weber William Weber um and William Weber attempts to secure an insanity plea 
for Butch. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> Butch claimed that he heard voices telling him to kill his family and that Satan possessed him to do it. I'm just going to immediately go bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and a, people at this time, and I didn't think anything of this, but when somebody mentioned it, I was like, whoa, yeah. So people compared this case a lot to the Manson case, to the Charles Manson case, because, you know, the whole, you know, race yeah. or whatever, and they're all fucking crazy. But then he also looked like Charles Manson. Did he, he looks like him? Did, did he? Ooh. Disheveled. Like he looks like him. That's creepy. So people like were like, whoa, how far? Manson. How far apart in time is that? I have no clue, girl. Interesting. We should look it up quick. We should. Um, so Butch claims that he took drugs while he was watching TV and there was a war movie on and that he thought he heard his family whispering and conspiring to kill him and that a female with black hands handed him the gun with black hands. Yeah. Well, like, was she a black woman or was it like. No, he's like saying like a demon. demon hands. That's what he's saying. That's terrifying. Um, so there, uh, the psychiatrist for the defense, Dr. Daniel Schwartz, agreed that um, Butch was insane and um, said that Butch was neurotic and suffered from dissociative disorder, which I, I actually looked up a lot of this stuff because I didn't know a lot about these disorders. So yeah. I wanted to explain them. Dissociative disorder. Oh, dissociative disorders. Are, and this is from Google. Just mm-hmm. looked it up on Google. Thanks, Google. Are mental disorders that involve experiencing a disconnection and lack of continu- continuity Sorry, of continuity between thoughts, memories, surroundings, actions, and identity. People with dissociative disorders escape reality in ways that are involuntary and unhealthy and cause problems with functioning in everyday life. So he claimed that, like, Butch was fucking insane. I think I need to go talk to my therapist. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Sorry. This sounds like my anxiety. Problem. I was going to say, that sounds like some of my anxiety issues here. Uh, Wait a minute. So uh, he agreed, like this, this psychiatrist agrees and says, yes, Butch is fucking crazy. Um, so I'm sorry to interrupt. Manson was a lot of, it was mainly around 69, 70, 1969, 1970. Yeah. So like five years later, this happens. Yeah. So he's really compared to Manson. So... Another psychiatrist comes into this trial, and his name is um, Dr. Harold Zolan, and he works for the prosecution. Okay. He says that none of this is true. He does not have dissociative disorder. He suffers from antisocial personality disorder. That sounds right. Antisocial personality disorder is a tend to lie, break laws, act impulsively, and lack regard for... For your own safety or for the safety of others. That sounds accurate. And so um, this meant that Butch was aware of what he had done and was, and the the prosecution argued that he was motivated by a self-centered attitude. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, he was definitely aware I'm of what he was doing. I'm more to believe that. Um, and they argued that his primary motive was money. Of course. Because at some point during this interrogation that, he has with the police Mm -hmm. he asks a police officer what he had to do in order to collect on his father's life insurance oh my god yeah your father oh my he just died and you're trying to not wait was this after he confessed 
No, this was before he had confessed. It immediately my my I'm mind would have. Sure it was before he confessed. I was gonna say my mind would have just been like you... red flag, red flag on the play. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're not gonna let you cash in on your dad's life insurance if you fucking killed him. He, so. And he literally just died, like yeah. that morning. You psychopath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God. So there's another like per- there's a lot of people that come in and out of this. Okay. There's a gentleman named Herman Race. And he's a former New York City supervising police detective who gets hired by um, Michael Brigant Sr., who is Louise's father. Of course. Um, and he's hired to investigate the murders um, be- because Michael Brigant, um, who's obviously Butch's grandfather, mm-hmm. um, isn't really sure what's going on. He knows that Butch had something to do with it. But he doesn't think that Butch did it alone. That's interesting. And so he he's like, okay, prove or disprove this case. Like, he really just wants, like, an unbiased opinion. He's like, tell me my grandson did it or tell me my grandson didn't do it. I don't care what you find. Just, I just want to know the truth. I want to fucking know the truth because this kid is, like, lying. Yeah. Um. And he's a spoiled brat and he's driving me crazy. <laughs> so, there's all of this evidence that gets collected um, and it's uncovered that um, multiple guns were used in the crime, not just the rifle. Oh. And evidence also showed that there may have been multiple gunmen. Okay. Um, And at a private court hearing, this evidence was also confirmed by the prosecutor and the medical examiner. Really, that there were different bullets and different guns and da da da. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't just his high powered hunting Not rifle. Not just the Marlin. Yeah, that's crazy. So, a post mortem exam of his sister Dawn's body also revealed unburnt powder burns on her nightgown, um, which further confirmed this theory. Basically, gunshot residue. On her nightgown. Oh. Yes. And also, I only saw this in one documentary. So, like, don't yell at me if it's wrong. But it was a documentary. So, I figured it was probably pretty truthful. Mm -hmm. Um, There had been a DEA agent that was also surveilling the house around that time. And he said that he was surveilling on the night in question. But he never reveals this to police. He reveals this to a reporter later on. Uh, why? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. He reveals to a reporter that he'd been watching the DeVeo house and he saw Dawn leave the house with the rifle, threw it in the backseat of her car, and then drove towards the point, which was a dock. Yep. And the, the rifle was later found on a dock. But this never came out during the actual, like, like it, like not to the police. It came out to a reporter that this had happened. So I don't Why know how would valid you... that is. I was going to say, that's really questionable. If you're a real DEA agent and you saw that, and then the next day you find out that family has been murdered. Exactly. The first thing you do is show Call up at the, the police station. Police. You show up at the police station. You're like, well, shit, I've got evidence for you. So <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, but Don's dead. What do you do? That's crazy. Dawn's dead. Somebody has to take responsibility. Yeah. Because she's fucking dead. 
Anyway, that's and bonkers. There's also, there's a book um, called the Ni- the Night That DeFeos Died, and um, it's by Rick Asuna. Asuna, I'm not sure, but he has all these kind of conspiracy theories that there was like a wife at the time, but I couldn't find any evidence other than like that he was married. I mean, I know he's been married since being in prison, but of course, <laughs> I like. I, I did not find any other article that mentioned a wife of any kind. So, yeah. But I, um, I did read some of his, um, his theories and there are, there is evidence that like bunch of evidence was suppressed and that, um, the defense or yeah, the defense didn't have enough time with certain, um, with certain, so like, okay, so the police will give the prosecution like all of their records yeah. on the case. Mm-hmm. And they like refused to give them to the defense. You can't do that. And then when they did give them to the defense, they um, didn't give the defense adequate time to review them. So they were trying to build this case and had very little time to review all the evidence. I was going to say, so that, that I think pretty sure... I mean, because he went tell me if I'm wrong here, but I'm pretty sure nowadays that's like that's illegal. against the law. Illegal. Yeah, <laughs> they're like the judge was saying all of this stuff. Like, so there's evidence that maybe there was some sort of kind of weird law thing going on here, and it wasn't yeah. really due Ma- process back then. It wasn't handled the way it should have been because they didn't have those kind of laws in place yet. Yeah, exactly. That's kind of shitty. Um, so on November 21st, 1975. Butch is found guilty on six counts of second-degree murder and is sentenced to six consecutive life sentences. Wow. Um, and he is sent to Greenhaven Correctional Facility in Beekman, New York. Um, all of his appeals to the parole board have been turned down. Good. Um, and since his conviction, Butch has had several different explanations for what happened the night of the murders. Have any of them involved a second person? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, because like, I want to hear those. <laughs> so on November 30th, 2000, um, Butch supposedly confessed to Rick Asuna in some sort of a letter um, that he, Don, and a friend had murdered the DeFeos together. Um, Interesting. He claims that Don was upset about the constant abuse from the her father excuse me whoa and that ronald (laughs) senior would not let her go to florida with her boyfriend i didn't find this anywhere else but the but his website so don't quote me on this um (laughs) so she asks butch to help her murder the family to murder her parents and there's a lot of like no 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 and finally he agrees and drugs and alcohol are consumed so that everybody can, like, work up the courage to do this. Of course. And around 1 a.m. on November 13th, um, one friend was the lookout. The other, friend, the other friend followed Butch, and they both had guns. Um, and they shot the parents. Um, the original plan, according to Butch, did not involve killing the siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, but Don, he said that Don feared that they would become witnesses and turn against them. And so 
Butch at some point says he runs outside after the one of his friends because like he's just so upset about what just happened. Like he realizes what he's done and he runs out of the house. Oh, of course. And so Butch follows. They suddenly him. have a conscience. Yeah, Butch follows him, and he says that while he is outside consoling this friend, Dawn murdered their siblings. Um, I'm calling bullshit on this one. And that when Butch came back. He was so angry with what she had done, he killed her. This is bullshit. But she has gunpowder residue. I know. On her. Like, the way it would be if you If she were had fired the... The gun. Um, it's crazy. Today, Butch claims that Don was the sole killer. The only killer. And that, um, she... That she got killed because he came in later on and was like, what the have you done? Yeah. And um, he does not acknowledge this 2000 in this 2000 interview with Asuna. He does not acknowledge that it ever happened. Oh, my God. And I mean, I, I think it was some sort of letter, but maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was an actual interview. I'm not sure. That's um, weird. That's really weird. People have attempted to make contact with these supposed friends and accomplices that helped him. Um, but one was put into the witness protection program for some other reason, not for this. For some other reason? Yeah, exactly. Christ. And one of them was dead. Okay, that doesn't help. Exactly. So, <laughs> But like you'd think if someone, if... You'd think if this murderer came forward and implicated somebody, even if they are in the witness protection program... They would pull them out. They, well, they wouldn't pull them out, but they'd send somebody to them... To talk to him. To talk to him about it. About it. Like, it wouldn't just go, like... And even though they think, like, he's kind of crazy a little bit, but, like, you don't leave something like that open-ended. Okay, guys. So that's the case of Ro- Ronald DeFeo Jr., which sparks everything else that follows. I don't know how I feel about this. I really think, I'm sorry, I think Dawn had something to do with it. I think it's weird that she has gunpowder residue on her. Yeah. That, I, that. I think it's completely, but it's kind of like the Velisca murders where it was like, how did somebody manage to do this? Six people without anybody waking up. Yeah. It's like, you can't tell me that everybody in that house was that heavy of a sleeper. Exactly. You've got a a freaking high-powered hunting rifle. That shit is not quiet. And possibly another gun. And and it said that, it said like each of his parents had been shot twice. Mm -hmm. So, was it like, did he shoot go one one and one and then shoot them again or like because it's like you think by the second shot you'd sit up and be like what's happening if if you didn't get them right where but i mean he also was like a gun aficionado so it could have been fast i don't know probably them in places that he knew (laughs) like watching it i'm like mentally watching it in slow motion Um, i i i I don't think that the that is out of the realm of possibilities that she could have helped him she was the 18 year old yeah. I think it is possible. I just... If you're being beaten the majority of your life, like, there's only so much of that you can fucking take. And I say, maybe the two of them together plotted... To kill the parents. To, to kill the parents, 
or at least maybe to kill the father and then something went wrong and the mother woke up and they killed her too and then the kids woke up and they killed them but it's like if they were all in their beds when they were shot they were still sleeping and it's like and there's no silencer they never found a silencer of any kind. Yeah. So, and later on, there is, I, I watched um, a documentary that said that later on there was some sort of experiment done to see if you could hear the gun. Oh, shots, really? And you could hear them from far away. Interesting. They said a couple blocks. Yeah, I was going to say something like that. That I mean, that's like a such a loud, sudden noise in the middle of a quiet night. Yeah, I don't care how heavy of a sleeper you are, especially like the like the no, that sounds terrible, but like the ones that were killed last. How did they not awake? At how that point, at that point, if both of the parents have been shot twice each, that's four shots. Then you've got the other two. And that's at least six shots fired before they come for the last couple. Like, how have you not heard any of that? I kind of call bullshit. My thing too with the whole dawn theory. I think that it's possible he could have had friends help. Very possible. I I I'd agree. Um, maybe not Don, but how do you explain that powder? I mean, I guess he it could have rubbed off on her somehow. Um, which is, I mean, I don't know how forensics works. That's completely possible. Well, but, I do I do know. Um, I know I mentioned it in the last case when a gun is fired, a little bit of gun residue does come out the front, but. I don't think it would end up on her hands to the point where it looks like she shot the gun. Exactly. It would it would be sprayed around the area where she herself was shot. So like it would be like on her chest or wherever she was shot. It wouldn't like fall under her hands. So like it was found on her nightgown. <sighs> I don't know. It's very weird. Would it, I mean and I guess like it could confirm this but I mean I don't know. I think that maybe he had fr- help of friend help from friends if not from Dawn definitely from friends yeah and um maybe the kids weren't the plan i mean but my thing too is with dawn if she had died later they can like almost pinpoint like your exact oh yeah like i mean maybe not back then but like it would have showed that she died a little later than the rest of them yeah it would have and it's for the most part, looks like they all died within 15 minutes. I was going to say, maybe if anything, I would theorize that maybe it was originally planned for just the parents. The kids woke up and were like, what the fuck's going on? So they killed the kids too. And then maybe Dawn started to freak out. Like, that wasn't the plan. This isn't what we were supposed to do. Like, that's not how it's supposed to go. And maybe Butch was like, okay, you're like, you're going to fucking get us. You're going to get us caught. That his sister is like dead and cannot defend herself. Yeah. It just seems like maybe he's like trying to like make her the scapegoat or something. That's exactly what but I'm it's feeling. Possible. But it's possible. It's possible, but I just, that sounds, that version that he spun sounds a little far fetched to me. I would say it would be more like maybe she panicked and he thought that she was gonna turn them in. Mm-hmm. And so he killed her instead. That. That would I like definitely think that there's a possibility that she might have been involved in some way. Yeah. But not in the way that he says. Cuz I mean, honestly, if my parents were beating me, I'd freaking not have any of that. Yeah, no. Sorry, mom and dad, you'd be dead. <laughs> Thanks for not beating me, guys. I love you. <laughs> no, I had a great childhood. It's okay, guys. Well, uh, well tell us your theories. Like 
Send us messages, guys. I say I want to know what people think. I want to know what you think because I have no fucking clue. It seems awfully convenient that his sister is dead and cannot defend herself. It just doesn't sound plausible to me that it was just him with like a boyfriend over florida like what yeah i think it doesn't make you snap and want to kill your parents yeah i was gonna say especially when you're 18 like i don't know i guess we're just like i hate my parents yeah and then you storm off slam your door and listen your your angry music really loud like (laughs) the last thing uh, a grumpy 18 year old does is plan to kill the parents like but if you're being constantly beaten that's another story but but uh, but from what I read, it was mostly Butch. Yeah. Who was constantly So it's like, I, I would, I almost think, because what they always say is it, it always falls somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And I just, I want to say, it, I, I think maybe she did have something to do with it. But I'd say it would be more like Butch got her to help him. Yeah. He went to her and was like, I can't take the beatings anymore. I like I want you to help me with this. I can't do it alone. There has to be some sort of monetary thing with it too, because you don't just like go asking about somebody's life insurance policy. Yeah. He clearly wanted that money. Yeah. I he, really think it was like the majority him. I mean maybe they also told him that if he didn't get his shit together, they were gonna cut him off. Oh, like the um Um Shoot, what's y- his name? Yeah. He's another junior. We just did it oh my god, what was that episode? The mixer mini. Um, Joel, Joel Guy, Guy Jr. Jr. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, we literally just talked about this. Oh my God. But maybe they did. Maybe he was like, I'm going to fire you from your job if you don't actually start working. Maybe he said, you know, if you don't get your shit together, I'm going to, we're going to stop buying you things. We're going to kick you out of the house. Who yeah. knows? Because like you said, none of them are alive to give their side of the story. To so it's just, exactly. we get to sit here and listen to the tales that Butch spins and pretend they're right. Like, yeah. He, like, ended up giving, like, I didn't watch his interview. I didn't really want to watch it. Just because, like, mm. yeah, it's a, it seemed like it might be a lie. Like, yeah. a lot of not truth. Um, And he did end up giving, like, a pretty big interview with, like, on, like, NBC or something. Now I have a question. Is he still alive? I'm pretty sure. That's creepy. I don't like that. He's, he's <laughs> never getting out. He does not deserve to be alive. He's never getting out. Oh, yeah. I don't think he'll. I'm sorry. I'm yawning. I don't think he'll ever get out. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I was, not for that, no. No. I think he's going to be just, parole is going to be key. Oh my God. Just, We've been having a hard time talking. I just struggled so hard with that sentence. That was so terrible. <laughs> I, I think he's just going to keep being denied. I don't think he'll yeah. get out. So that's Ronald DeFerro Jr., everybody. But give us like a little preview. Oh, a little preview? Tell okay. me what's... Guys, teaser trailer coming your way for part two. Part two. So. <laughs> let me see. I think it's like 13 months later. Really? <laughs> yeah, 13 months after this happened. That's pretty quick. The um, Lutzes move in to the home. Mm. Uh, George, Kathy, and their children. They are newlyweds. Uh, George and Kathy, because George is their step is their stepfather. Okay. Um, they move into the house, and after twenty eight, twenty five. Let me see. Twenty eight days. Mm-hmm. After twenty eight days of living on the property, they flee without taking anything with them. Wow, that's fast, and that's a lot of shit to leave behind. 
That house is huge. <laughs> well, they bought it with a lot of the DeFeo's furniture. I would not want that. So, uh... That's how you get haunted. They, they explain this, like, crazy haunting, which obviously goes through this major publicity as, yes, as you guys know. <laughs> as you guys know, there's a movie, there's a book. There are two movies. There's a book. Um, And they end up going on some sort of press thing. There's a lot of parapsychologists and yeah. demonologists and all sorts of things that get involved in this case. And I'm going to tell you whether I think it's a horror or a hoax. Because who the fuck knows? I'm so ready for this. It's, and, and let me tell you guys, it's it's actually going to be probably like a pretty, this part is going to be way longer. Yeah. Um. Then the first part, the Ronald, the actual DeFeo murders are pretty like cut and dry. Like, yeah. There's not Ronald too much. Ronald did it. Uh, yeah, sorry, he did it. There's he like, it. there's nobody alive to tell the story. There's kind of just him. He and he did it. Um, But with the haunting, there are so many moving parts. There are so many players there's a lot of stuff that happens. I, to be honest, I'm not sure. Ooh, I can't wait. Whether it's true. I think that part of it, like like you said, it lies in the middle. I think it, part of it's true. But then the I, I also yeah. like watched this documentary where one of the producers of the newest movie that came out like 2005 or something. Okay. He literally said like I was not um, very concerned with keeping true to the story interesting i was he was like i he was there to make money he was there yeah. to have a convincing horror movie that he was gonna make money off of like he did not care about being true to the book being true to the lutz's story and they anything like that i mean they didn't film it in the real house right i don't think so okay not not to my knowledge new people own 112 ocean avenue um it's gone through several different owners since the defeos and the lutz's um and no activity has been reported there since. But... I feel like they're hiding it. I don't think they're hiding it. <laughs> I There is a theory about the house that I think makes sense. Okay. Um, and so we'll get a little bit into their haunting, their story, how it gets a little twisted into the book, um, the different players that come into play, Ed and Lorraine Warren. Like, what's up? I love Ed and Lorraine Warren. We are, we are pumped to talk about them. And, um, yeah... Guys, so, so without giving away too much, yeah, <laughs> little preview, little spook, spook preview, spook, and spook preview. we'll be coming to you Friday with, with this again, part two, part two, part two. Part two. Okay, so Nicole, where can they find us? Oh my God, everywhere. We're <laughs> in all the places. Um, so if you're interested in listening to us all around the globe, we are. <laughs> Oh, God. Okay, so Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Amazon Music. We are on Podbean. We are working on being on Pandora. Guys, Pandora is... It takes like four to six weeks. I... But it's been like fucking... I feel like it's been like three months. I don't I, know why. I, I feel like we've been talking months, about Pandora for so long. I don't know why it's taking But long. Pandora's coming soon. Um, we are, if you would like, on YouTube. Yes, check us out on Guys, YouTube. Guys, check out our YouTube channel. Subscribe. Hit the subscribe button. Please hit that subscribe button. Because if we get 100 subscribers, we can change our official domain name. Yes. On and YouTube. It'll be so much easier for everybody to, to find, find us. It. So check it. Like, <laughs> when you look us up, look up 
Buzz Killers, a true crime podcast. That yes. is like the only way you'll find it. Yes. So, and you'll um, recognize our logos and everything. And we have all of our episodes up, all of the mixers and minis and the po- the coffee runs. And, oh, and we're planning a coffee run soon. Yes. We keep talking about it. And our guys, our lives are freaking busy. It's not, like I, we did the first coffee run and we were so like not busy. Yeah, I know. And like, then all of a sudden life hit. Yeah. And we've been. Well, because it was like the first coffee run we did, it was still kind of mid COVID COVID, craziness. So not a lot. We we were still like, I think we were still like phase three. So nothing was open. And now all of a sudden things are kind of getting I mean, I don't want to say back to normal, but like things are open. Like we're Even like, though everything is probably, I know like again. you went from working at home to now you're in the office and it's like, we both work full-time jobs and run this podcast and it's a little bit crazy. So finding time to get out there and do coffee runs. We are going to do one but, soon and we're actually planning some really great minis for you. Yes, this guys, we're going to have some guests. We are going to have some guests. We're going to have some guests. So I hope you're ready. It's not actual like, you know, like real parapsychologists people or like lawyers or anything. But, but there's going to be a guest. But there are guests. And, and it's going to be fun. about them because I want to hear their thoughts on yeah, things. Guys, it's going to be so much fun. It's going to be so much fun. So, so yeah but um check us out on social media yes we have all of our social medias we have facebook and instagram we are at buzz killers podcast and on twitter we are just at buzz killers pod Pod. (laughs) 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 sorry that made me laugh But, um, and then we have our very own website. Yes, check out the website. It's so cool. And Buzz, designed it. Buzzkillerspodcast.com. I love how I keep shaking my arms in the air, like, getting like, all excited. Ooh, like, people can see like, me. It's like looking at the skeletus. <laughs> the skeletus. What did we, what did, what, you called it something. I think I called it the skeletus. Did you call it the skeletus? Yeah. Okay, the skeletus. Skeletus. skull. It's close um, enough. <laughs> we're, we're, we're looking like those like things at the car dealership. Those like, wacky waving, wacky waving inflatable tube men or whatever. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like that thing over there that waves its arms. <laughs> the big blow up guy. Yeah, the big blow up guy. <laughs> but um, yeah, check us out. And I mean, if you want, you can shoot us your thoughts. Yes, if you're say if you're on our website we have a contact page which it's, it, it shoots it right into our email and it's no like it's super easy there's like nothing fancy to it but if you want you can use your own email and we are a buzzkillers podcast at gmail.com and you can shoot us messages please tell us stories you want to hear tell us your own stories topics like theories on these yeah we, we want to know i was gonna say like i mean between cropsy and this week with the defeos it's like there's two big cases here that are like open-ended i want to know what you guys think well like, diane downs too yeah yeah and diane downs it's like i mean i think diane downs did it i think sorry, i, I think she did too i don't care what you think with that i'm sorry <laughs> I'm just kidding. Of course I care what you think. But I also think that she did it. I also think she did it. But like we have we have some cases that really can go a few different ways. And I want to know what you think. Yeah, we really I, know what we, Like what I'm do. very interested in hearing your side of things. Because it is. Sometimes you do research and you get one-sided things. Exactly. And I mean, like I said, I when I especially like Diane Downs, I found... I found that one website that yeah, was dad, made by right? her own father that like claims that there was another person that confessed to the murders. And I like, well, I here, that's the thing with Rick Asuna. He wrote this whole book. Yeah. He has this whole website. Read it. I mean, go seriously, guys, yeah. go read his conspiracy theories. I kind of just went with like the general gist of the case. That's what he I has, do. He has some other things too. Um, 
that are interesting about this wife that apparently like knew about all this happening and like, wow yeah like it was it's interesting to read but I couldn't find it anywhere else and so oh, I didn't yeah. want to like that I mean, I he's, a, he's a he's an author he's a pub like he's has his book published but like I don't know anything. Yeah, say so I always tend to stick with majority. Exactly. So it's as I'm reading through my sources, whatever seems to be the most told story is where I fall. I tend to go, yeah. Yeah, and if At I mean... At least with this. Yeah, and with things that like, I mean, like we've said before, if something's in a documentary, we feel it's notable because I mean, it's a freaking documentary. But like certain things, you know, if you read it on Wikipedia, sometimes it's a little questionable, but it's like... We try and tell you the best story we can find that seems to be what everybody else Check is Check out his website. If you guys read it and you guys think that that's possible, like, let me know. Cause tell I, us how. Yeah, tell us how. I want to like, know what your thoughts and are. And honestly, guys, if you give us some interesting theories, maybe we'll sit down and we'll talk about theories. We'll do, like, maybe some kind of mini where we discuss everyone <gasps> oh else's. We could do a live. Yeah, we could talk about your theories. Yes. And I would. your questions. I would love to do that. That would be so much fun. Um, so, so know, please really. buzzkillerspodcast at gmail.com. We, want to, we, want, we, we, want <laughs> we are begging you. Please write to us. <laughs> please write to us. We want to know. Love us. Um, um, <laughs> anyway, so um, we are going to. We are going to break for a little while a little and it's going to be weird because like you're getting this episode next Sunday and then the Friday, I say next Sunday like that. And they're going to be listening, going, what are you talking about? I'm listening to it now. But like, get it on Sunday. You're going to get this episode on Sunday and then the, this, the coming Friday, you will get part two, which is going to be weird, but we're going to be recording it in like 30 minutes. But guys, we drank, just drank like a whole bottle of wine. Yes, so we, we got to go take a break. Yes, we, <laughs> <laughs> we have subs waiting for us to we go have eat. Subs downstairs, and I haven't even finished my second glass. I haven't either. So I... I've been nursing it. So <laughs> anyway, we love y'all and um, we'll catch you for part duh. Part duh. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.